just making all of this out of love honestly like i'm gonna be here for a very long time and giving everyone their flowers and all of that and helping the community grow because i've heard people talk about how they really want to make this community big and i'm here to basically help where i might be needed what I do now is whenever like I'm spotlighting characters, I try to make it known that these characters are no different, like they're relatable. You can see yourself through these characters and if they're undefined official, that means you're welcome too. Everyone is welcome. I'm Martin Chanza and I'm the creator of Paul Smithson's Fan Official. This is Pardon the Lariat, where pixels collide with wrestling passions. The podcast that goes beyond the ropes and brings you interviews with visionaries from the Wrestleverse who share the pivotal moments in their journey to reshape the gaming landscape and build and lead a faction that has your back in the squared circle. I'm your host, Ryan Grapon. Today, Martin Chanza's 2022 online quest transformed him from an EFED spectator to the driving force behind the leading publication for the Wrestleverse. All this and more on Pardon the Lariat. In 2022, Martin Chanza's curiosity sparked a digital odyssey. His quest? A simple online search to answer the question that lay dormant for years. Do EFEDs still exist? Little did he know, this search would become the genesis of a remarkable transformation. He stumbled upon FAM, also known as Forever Movement. There, Martin witnessed a virtual battlefield where CAWs, also known as Creative Wrestlers, clashed in an epic battle royal match. It was a spectacle that held him captive for three mesmerizing days. As the stories of these digital warriors unfolded, a profound realization struck him like a bolt of lightning. Why is nobody talking about this? Martin questioned the words echoing in the solitude of his room. Here was a world filled with creativity, dedication, and passion, yet it existed largely in obscurity. With the precision of a storyteller's instinct, Martin's path became clear. His background in journalism became the beacon of hope. Paul Smithson's fan official emerged as his canvas, a platform to share the insights of CAWs and EFEDs. And so, a spark of curiosity ignited a roaring blaze of determination, and Martin became the voice of this digital subculture. As his magazine gained momentum, it became a monthly testament to the artistry and commitment of those who craft their dreams in the Russellverse. This is the creation story of Paul Smithson's fan official. This was inspired by car content and effect content. I've always been a fan of this type of content, but then the issue that I had was I did not know where to look when it comes to this type of content to get the legit content that I really wanted, the one I write about on the magazine. The last time I probably watched EFED content was early 2010s. I think around this time last year, I was on my phone and just decided to search if EFED still exists. And when I found out that they exist, I decided to check them out. After some time, I came across Forever Movement Fam. I think the channel is The Movement now, or they changed it or something like that. They had this battle royal that's simmed, that's pre-recorded, or what do they call it? Highlight Reel, or something like that. They had this like a simmed battle royal. I think I spent like three days trying to watch it all the whole weekend trying to watch it and i was like wait why is nobody talking about this you know why is nobody talking about this like someone just created this edited it like set like days editing this and you know but nobody's talking about it nobody's taking the time to appreciate this type of content review it or anything that's when i was like wait that's where everything clicked that's when i was like i did journalism why don't i just like write about it and see where it goes just let, let's just write i think around that time i was looking for a perfect excuse to get back to 
writing and sharpen my skills that's when i was like wait why don't you write about this live it on the web and see what we can get and that's how it started man that's how it started honestly now let's talk about your own passion for pro wrestling what drew you into the world of professional wrestling and how did you find yourself becoming interested in the realm of cause and effects I've always loved wrestling from a young age. According to my siblings, I started watching wrestling at the age of four or three. But then I remember tapping into wrestling, I think around at the age of seven. And I think that was around the time Randy Orton started using the voices theme song. What I loved about it was the presentation. I loved the whole thing of having these guys. I loved the whole idea of having like real life superheroes. Like Undertaker with the lightning, Kane with the fire. People like him, Triple H did not look real. Like it felt like it was another, I was just watching like people from a different universe or something like that i just love the whole presentation of having these guys presenting themselves as real life superheroes and the moveset the spear the rko the switching music if this guy hits you with the chokes let me never getting up again just love the whole presentation of it and how cool it looked like and they were they were just like simply doing that for entertainment which is crazy and when i grew up like i started receiving like wrestling is art because of storytelling the way they tell that story in the ring that's what basically drew me in and how that basically led me into jumping into core and efeds was when they started introducing game. games where like you could create your own character that was like coolest concept ever i think when they started introducing games where you could create your own character that's when like i stopped playing games that forced you to choose a character <laughs> because your 2ks and all of that it was like a thing was like wait wait i can create myself as randy orton i can create randy orton who looks like me but has, has the characteristics of rv or has the moves of RVD or something like that so it was like wait this is cool man and that's how I fell in love with the whole setup and there was a time where me and my friends stopped playing using the real life guys and using our characters only and it felt so cool because like we told our own story we had our own history when it came to EFEDS it became more cooler when it came to EFEDS because it was like I can create 10 superstars make them fight what <laughs> it was just like a cool concept so i think that that is what made me fall in love with like the core and the ethos it's just like the whole thing of having your own character built from a <laughs> and you know having a backstory for them having a story for them having you know a vision for them making them superstars and all of that that was cool to me and that's where i think that's how everything fell in place and what made it cool was that i thought i was the only one who did this stuff and when i hopped on the internet and realized that there's some people who are creating their own guys creating their own effect it was like whoa what did we just do what are we doing like really because this is beautiful stuff man when you watch fam forever movement what about the show motivates you to want to do something like a magazine they did like sim matches, highlight reels, or they call them pre-record matches. What basically motivated me is how they did it. It was like they were playing out a match, editing it, and presenting it to you like a movie. It felt like wrestling because wrestling is obviously like some people, like some spots are, are planning all of the stuff. It felt like wrestling, but then with no limits. So it was like crazy. It was like, wait, people can create this. Why isn't anyone talking about it? Like, why aren't we talking about the story that these people are trying to tell? That is what pushed me to create like a magazine so we can take the time to appreciate the work that goes into especially highlight real matches people spend days trying to do those things that was what pushed me because obviously like cpu versus cpu it's the cpu that's in control but playing out a match and editing it and making it feel real i cannot explain it i wish i could explain it but that's what basically motivated me to create the magazine because the, the fan official is there to make sure that this work doesn't go unappreciated how has the wrestling community responded to the magazine 
the reception has been amazing man it has been amazing to a point where like sometimes i don't want to touch my phone like that's how crazy it is because when i started the magazine specifically i did not know how people would receive it the fact that they saw where i was going with the whole thing it was like wait what they get me like they get where i'm going with this it has been crazy and man i really appreciate the love the fan official has been getting it's really like motivating me to do more stuff and explore when it comes to this type of setups this type of platform to be specific can you share any success stories or anecdotes from fans who have been empowered by fan official I don't have any success stories and I think this is because I just like recently released this but then I love like how the fan official has acted how characters get their full circle moment because a lot of people in the community have been wanting to get some sort of recognition when it comes to their work and the fan official has helped but like their work and being like look man we see what you do here and we really appreciate it there's not like a lot of success stories because this has just been released but then what I've seen is people trying to get on the magazine and being like like, oh, I'm, I'm planning on working harder on my character to have that cover page or working hard and getting myself into e-feds or everywhere so I can be on the cover. In what ways does FanOfficial provide a platform for fans to express themselves? So now I just created a website simply because I get invited to streams to check pay-per-views out or check matches out. Going forward, I want it to be a thing where it's like, I review matches, I review shows, and people can hop on a website and be like, that pay-per-view is cool. Have you also checked that other pay-per-view or have you also checked that more to call that stream or that match and all of that? I'm planning to, to have that engagement when like, whenever I'm invited to a stream, I review a match, someone comes to me and be like, that was cool too, you know? So you should definitely also come this side and check this type of content so i feel like that's how it's going about right now how does the magazine collaborate with wrestlers promotions and other wrestling personalities so when it comes to collaborating and featuring characters or efforts, it's simple. It's if they're cool enough or if they've been consistent enough, I try to hit them up on their social media or probably email, whatever works. So I can let them know that I want to feature them on the magazine. And this is what I'm thinking. I just like, sometimes I just like pitch ideas. If I'm going to need a certain stuff or for the cover, I'm like, look, this is how it's going to look. This is an image that I'm looking for. If I feature an efit, there's a certain information that I'm looking for. I just like hit them up, then ask them to provide it information that i need to to work around the issues can you tell us who paul smithson is what makes paul be the brand image and do you role play as paul in the magazine columns and if so why paul smithson is a character that i created he's basically a wrestling head that is that he used to pitch ideas that he used to write for federation that he used to work as a commentator but nobody knows you know they know the business inside out they've wrestled before they know how how it is to be inside the right so it's like a wrestling head you know like how in real life there's that one guy who knows the business inside out and has their own podcast and tells you that that match went wrong that was that match had a bad finish you know that match is not good whatever who and who is doing right now it's not good for best Business. you know i wanted to have that in the community some i want to tap someone in the community that's going to be like i have experience and i can tell you that this is the biggest pay-per-view in history that's paul smith and he's a wrestling head who knows the industry inside and out and really is willing to to share his opinions or pass on the knowledge to people who want to do the same thing who want to move the industry forward or something
something like that like i said he knows the industry he's like one of those guys that like his opinion matters like he knows the industry inside out to a point where it's like everyone is like oh my god if i get reassurance from past medicine it means i'm on the right track if past medicine says this it means i'm on the right track because he he's a legend that's that man <laughs> and this is because i'm heavily I'm, I'm, I'm heavily inspired by stone cold steve austin's what is this broken skull sessions like if i see myself like if i was in the community i retired i'd want to have a setup like that where like i just like pass on the knowledge and just like get the time and talk to the new guys give them knowledge tell them what not to do and tell them what to do or tell them what to try what are you currently working on is it union of independent wrestling what can you tell me about this efed and what makes them special what I'm currently working on right now is an exclusive magazine for Union of Independent Wrestling. What makes them special is how they present themselves as a chilled federation, but what they what goes on in the ring is absolute chaos. The storylines are they're so chaotic, they're so intense, and it, it's one of like those federations that have the most underrated superstars ever. Like the superstars that are there are not superstars that you would find in any federation. They deserve to be in every federation, but they're not. They're just they like Corcoran. Corcoran deserves to be in a lot of federations. Federation. Joey Sarko deserves to be in all of Federation. Who's Haley supposed to be there? Like, who's Queen Bell? It has like underrated characters, and it's like, where are they getting these people from? Like, where are they getting these people from? These people are not everywhere. They are here at UIW and they're delivering like the best stuff. That is what makes them special. Yeah, I'm currently working on them. It's going to be the first exclusive magazine I'm doing for a promotion because since like Fan Official does not choose when it comes to who I do content for or what content I, I cover or what promotion I cover rather is going to be the first exclusive magazine that like focuses on one promotion and one promotion only. What impact has Fan Official had on shaping the wrestling industry? I feel like it is low-key added onto the friendly competition and reassuring people that they can explore when it comes to their content because their characters are featured in the magazine and the efforts are featured in the magazine they're where they're at because they like trying everything they're trying like they're always like doing something new they're trying to do something new every single time so the fan official is there to be like look we have code of honor that does this we have our pro that does this we have gtt that does this if they can do that you can take away from them then make something that works for you because like not so long ago we just had ignite wrestling they had welcome to paradise event and it felt like code of honors wrestlecade the way it was so big than our pros wrestle fest but theirs was different and i feel like different official is low-key doing that in other places where like they see what's on the magazine and be like okay this guy is doing this type of content i want to be better than them like there's that also there's also that friendly competition where it's like those guys just had a killer uh match and it was given a nice 99% rating on fan official I want to make a, a better match I want to make sure that I beat these guys it's like there's that friendly competition that's going on that is how it has impacted the wrestling industry everyone is starting to become competitive there's already people fighting to be the cover star trying to be consistent when it comes to their work trying to be different there's some people trying to like put on banger matches they making sure that you cannot miss a single street that's how I feel like it has low-key impacted the wrestling industry how does the magazine foster a sense of community among wrestling fans? 
We love the same thing. We have the same passion. We have the same interest. Let's make the most out of it. Let's make the most out of it. People, I feel like the film official is simply a reflection of how the community is. People who look at the magazine and be like, this is beautiful. This community is beautiful. That's that. And it's because we, we love the same thing. So you get that. That is how the magazine is going. It's simply a reflection. As there's a reflection to be like, what you guys are doing here is, is amazing. Let's keep it up. Let's make it a fun place. Let's make it the escape that it, it really is. Right. What does the future look like for Paul Smithson's fan official? Right now, I'm looking at making fan official a thing because I feel like ever since I released the magazine, I cannot go back to releasing it in bits. I have to find like ways to release it in bits, you know. So now I'm looking at like making it a thing where it's like I release it each and every season and I have like special editions like Halloween edition, Christmas edition and all of that. That's what I'm looking at right now. I'm trying to have people get the fan official magazine after a few weeks or after a month so they can know what's happening within the community and developments. I'm really trying to help Efeds enhance their lines or sell pay-per-views because I feel sometimes like Efeds really want to sell a match but they don't know who to contact. They need a platform that's going to be like, hey, Tanaka and Ember Reed are fighting. Tanaka and Terex are fighting. Here's all what you need to know about the match going into the pay-per-view. Here's what's on their mind. Here's what Tanaka said when the show closed or something like that. They need a platform that's going to be there to tell people to come watch, to see what's really happening, to sell the, the the match you know so i'm really trying to enhance efforts efforts when it comes to enhance stories in efforts within efforts because i feel like it's really needed sometimes they even it's even to a point where like i really want to create a podcast where like characters just come in there and shoot at their opponents you know before pay-per-view just to simply enhance the storylines because i feel like we need a platform like i think ko is doing it it's called hard mic where like when they're heading to a show or something like that they just like speak their mind they have these characters who just like talk trash about each other in character and you know just to sell the match so I, I want an official to be that also you know to be that place where I can like help people sell their match or how big a match is you know because that is needed if like there's something happening for the first time an official is there to be like hey first time ever so and so is fighting here's all you need to know so that's what I'm looking at and I'm also planning on making it a platform where you can get like the latest news so I want it to be a platform where like if like there's some sort of big stuff going on within the community the fan official is there. Like, you get your stuff at the fan official. That's what I'm looking at right now. What message would I just send to the wrestling fans who may be interested in contributing to the community? Do it out of love. Do it because you want to see the community grow. That's basically it. Because I feel like with the fan official, it's starting to become a thing because I simply want to, to see the community grow. That's my message. Do it out of love and do it because you want to see the community grow. The vision that you're sitting on, in some way or another, it should be on wanting to see this beautiful place grow. How do you see the role of fan-created platforms like FanOfficial evolving in the future? I feel like they're gonna bring like some sort of like level of realism within the community because there's poster magazine which is I'm pressing fingers that it's really poster magazine and I'm not just jinxing my words it's big on gossip and who's walking the red carpet who released who's launching a movie who released the song and all of that who's dating who and all of that it's it's big on that fleshy stuff and it's gonna bring like some sort of realism that's gonna be full circle because you know that these characters within the community are dating other characters within the community that this character is launching a movie 
actually somewhere. They're not just like, it's not just like wrestling only. It's like a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, that's where I see it going. It's gonna bring like a uh, next level of realism because already beneficial is acting like, when, when it comes to like presenting the stars, it's like, if you don't have this star in your roster, your roster is not pretty solid. If you don't have this reagent right now, I don't know what you're doing. So it's going to bring that next level realism within the community. I can see it going there and it's going to piece together, man. It's going to connect somehow. So Martin, you're in a coffee shop set next to a young wrestling fan who has built the next big thing in the wrestleverse. They are jazzed about it and they want to show it to you. They are ready to go show it to the world. What advice would you give that person haven't gone down this road a bit already? There's this quote that I love that says, what you imagine you can create. If you feel like you're sitting on something that's cool and no one can do it but you, go for it. Because sometimes you don't know what you're sitting on until you create it. That's my advice. Like, go for it. If you have it in your head, how it's supposed to look like, how it's going to change everything for you, go for it. You don't know what you're sitting on until you do it. That's great. So as you step out on the balcony and look across all you have built with Paul Smithson's fan official, what are you most proud of? There's no specific article or story that I'm proud of because like everything I've written, I'm proud of myself. Every time like I read my stuff back, I'm like, oh, this is cute. <laughs> I just lighten up. So there's no specific article. Everything that I've written, I'm really proud of myself. I'm proud of like the growth. How do you handle the balance between providing a platform for fans' voices and maintaining journalistic integrity? When I created this magazine, the plan was to have a magazine that looks like it was created by a fan. <laughs> but then it's time when it became a thing where it's like, look, we're not just writing. We are also writing for people who want to know about what's really going on. Who want to learn about these characters. Who want to learn about these federations and all of this stuff. That is what helped me balance between providing a platform for the fans' voices and maintaining journalistic integrity. I'm going to write as a fan, but then at the same time, keep in mind that I'm also writing for people who don't know what's really going on here. Can you discuss any challenges or obstacles you faced while running Fan Official and how you overcame them? The challenges right now running Fan Official is trying to get people I want to feature on the magazine because the time zones are different. I'm using like Central African time and most likely when the sun rises this side, it's probably dark that side. When it's dark that side, the sun rises this side or I'm probably asleep or whatever. So what I do right now is try to send messages in advance or contact whoever I need to contact in advance way before I start a project or way before I start whatever I'm working on. And the other thing is making it in time for streams because again, the time zones, like I have to get like proper sleep this side in order to check in the streams because I think most of the streams that I watch start like midnight. Now let's take a step back and look at the fan base of the magazine. The wrestling community is diverse with fans from all walks of life. How does Fan Official cater to this diverse audience and create a sense of inclusivity? What I do now is whenever like I'm spotlighting characters, I try to make it known that these characters are no different. Like they're relatable. Like you can see yourself through these characters in some sort of way. So that's what I'm trying to do. It's like one of those things where it's like, this character is just like you. That's how I'm working around now. It's one of those things where it's like, these characters are relatable. They're just like everyone else. And if they're under fan official, that means you're welcome too. Everyone is welcome. Social media has become an integrated part of fan engagement. How does Fan Official leverage social media platforms to connect with wrestling enthusiasts? Now it has gotten to a point where like I need to be everywhere because whenever I put something up, I try to see what uh, people are on and it seems like everything is happening on YouTube if like they have a YouTube channel and Discord. So now like I need to be everywhere and Twitch also and ask questions. Why is this segment happening? This guy looks cool, but why everyone, why does everyone hate him? So there's that setup where it's like people can now interact with the fan official and be like, hey, you're here. 
So let me tell you what happened last week. That's like, it has got to a point where like I need to be everywhere. I need to like get behind the scenes, basically. What can readers and fans look forward to in future editions of Paul Smithson's fan official magazine? Be on the lookout for the coolest content ever. Like everyone here is so creative. Every, like when it comes to arenas, when it comes to attires, when it comes to like presentation of pay-per-views, it's so mind-blowing. Fanofficial covers a wide range of wrestling promotions. Are there any promotions that you believe should be excluded due to their controversial or questionable practices? Okay, what I like about the promotions that I follow is that if they feel like you're gonna bring like a negative vibe or you're just like a bad person, they're gonna stay away from you. They're not gonna associate it with you. So that's one thing I love about promotions that I follow. So it has never got to a point where it's like, nah, I had to exclude them because they know a serious situation when they see one. Now that I'm on this, there was a character I wanted to feature on the fan official magazine. It was before like the, the idea was like on fire. <laughs> or the idea caught fire and I knew what to do with it but then I had ideas of having them in the official magazine I did like a bit and I had them featured on day. I saw hiring them to a point where it's like I wanted to feature them on the magazine and thinking about it now they could have been in the cover of the magazine sometimes stuff happens man and I, I really try to avoid stuff like this it always happens because like Twitter is good at like making you see the tweets you want to see when you follow people so I try to avoid all of this stuff i don't even like stuff that's related that is like controversial you know? so i don't even like try to react i just pretend like it's it doesn't exist we have something good going on here you don't want to ruin what we have going on here wrestling fans are known for their passionate debates have there been instances where fan official received backlash from fans for its coverage or opinions no not yet not, and, and i think it's because they take everything i write as critique or they see that i'm especially when it comes to reviewing i'm writing it in character when i'm writing opinion pieces or what you call sometimes i write them in character so i feel like they understand that where it's coming from it's never that deep i've never maybe in streams i might have got backlash because sometimes like i root for the wrong person <laughs> that's that only sometimes i root for the wrong person and i get behind someone who's not i'm, I'm not supposed to get behind so i think that's the closest thing i've got to a backlash other than that i feel like people understand where it's coming from let's shift gears now to storytelling storytelling is an essential aspect of any magazine could you give us some insights into how you curate and develop captivating stories within your publication What's basically pushing me is the fact that whenever I present this stuff, I present it as if I'm presenting it to a friend and I'm adding a little bit of spice onto it. At the same time, I'm telling you why I think it's happening or why I think it should happen or what's really going around it. Go about all of this stuff. I'm presenting it to you as if like, like if I just watch something, I come to you. I'm like, look, this, 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 this happened. This, this, this happened. But you know what? I think it's happening because this and this and this is happening i'm thinking it's happening because so and so did that because blah 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 so that's how i go about when it comes to like curating and developing captivating stories i'm thinking about it as a thing where it's like tell a story to someone who doesn't know what's really happening and at this at the same time try to make it cool and tell them why you think it's happening let's shift gears if you had to create a wrestling move inspired by a preface item what would it be called I had to think of like what I eat in the morning. So I'd have, I normally um, bake on toast. So I'd have John Moxley's Deity Deeds done like Randy Orton's Deity with the legs on the rope. But then when you execute it, you execute it at the turn buckle. You execute the Deity from the turn buckle. Then call it Deity Toast. <laughs> I don't know what I'm cooking with this one, but yeah. Yeah, I'd call it Deity Toast. 
and whenever you have to do it you have to like pause so you can let it sink in and the commentator is like toast to the truest moments i've had with you or toast to the new golden briefcase holder <laughs> dirty toast on the ladder <laughs> This doesn't sound so right, but yeah, I'd, I'd call it dirty toast. You give us a tease of an upcoming topic in the magazine for our listeners. The one I have coming that's not exclusive is gonna be very spooky. And there's this character that has been sounding very creepy, that has been like putting up like doing creepy segments in a popular federation. That's what I'm looking at right now. Just know that it's gonna be very spooky. You're gonna get the scariest characters or the most intimidating characters in the community. What EFET or CAW show have you been watching lately? And who stands out as stars on the rise? I've been watching Union of Independence lately and the stars on the rise is definitely Tori Rex. Definitely Tori Rex because like the work has been crazy. Like her consistency has been crazy and she's done a good job in Code of Honor and her being in UIW is kind of like a big deal. So I feel like she's the hottest like superstar right now and Joey Psycho is truly underrated. Joey Psycho is truly underrated and Corey Those are the three superstars. It's Tori Rex. Joey Psycho and Corey Quinn, underrated superstars and I feel like if they ever make it to other promotions or the promotions that I'm big on I'd be at Scream <laughs> I'd be very happy because they're killing it like they know what they're doing like they've perfected their craft to to the T and, they, and they've been around for a very short time so it's, it's kind of like crazy Changing gears now, as you step back and you look at everything you've done up to this point what does success mean to you for Paul Simpson's fan official? Honestly, I feel like this is going to sound cliche or whatsoever, but I feel like success to me is basically making a change and influencing people, making a change that nobody knew was needed, you know, and being able to influence people in this situation, contributing to the community, adding on to the community, right? And making like some sort of like greater change that nobody saw coming or nobody knew they needed, right? Like that shift. I feel like that's success to me because long-term, it's like I'm inspiring a whole generation and they're gonna take whatever I created and make their own thing. Then they're gonna continue adding to their community and it's gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And having to sit and watch that and be like, oh, okay, I made this. This is happening because I started it. I started the wave or something like that. I feel like that's true success. Being able to make a change that nobody knew was needed and, you know, influencing a whole generation or a whole new, you know. So I feel like that's what it is. I feel like to me that 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 is perfect. Is there anything you'd like to tell the folks listening about the magazine or yourself? I'm just making all of this out of love, honestly. Like I'm gonna be here for a very long time. I'm planning on sticking around here for a very long time and giving everyone their flowers and all of that and helping the community grow because I've heard people talk about how they really want to make this community big. I'm gonna be here for a very long time and I'm here to basically help where I might be needed. How do you see Paul Simpson's fan official evolving in the future? I see the fan official becoming like your fashion magazines, like how you have seen how like the fashion magazines have become, your top fashion magazines have become like your source when it comes to like if you want to learn anything linked to fashion, whether it's the history, the culture, the cultural reset, 
uh, what's popping, what's trending, what has never been done before, what's taken from where. I want the fan official to be like that. I want everything you need to know about core. You tap into the fan official. What has never been done before? The history. I want people, whenever like people want to learn about characters within the community, why they're so important or why some matches are important than others, they're going to find it in the fan official. I wanted to get to that point where like when you hop in an EFED and someone says, this star is one of the few to make it to the cover of the fan official, you will want to learn why they're the one of the few to make it to the cover. You know, you want to learn the history of core. I want it to be that source. I want you to, to get there, to be that big to a point where it's like, it's now like a history book, <laughs> if I can put it that way. It's now like the book of core, if I can put it that way. Where can listeners find you on social media? I'm on Twitter as Paul Fan Official. I'm only using Twitter now. I'm going to pretty like move on Insta or uh, move on YouTube since I'm like planning on doing like packages and all of that stuff. But they can find me on Twitter under Paul Fan Official. Last question, Martin. Can you take us back to a deeply meaningful and unforgettable moment during your time working on Fan Official? Something that touched your heart or left a lasting impact? What's the story that still resonates with you from your time with Fan Official? My most memorable experience definitely creating the magazine because when I started Fan Official, I started it in bits and you know, like reviews rather. And having to run with the idea of creating a magazine was kind of insane because I've drafted a magazine before at school, but then I've never created a magazine. It was kind of like an insane experience to be like to make a magazine and make it look legit. That's a highlight. Uh, having Eden as the focus of the magazine, the cover star, and interviewing her was a highlight also because when I started the magazine, I wanted someone I was going to work with. I wanted someone I was going to use to start the whole thing, the, the whole project, right? And Eden was right there. She was so easy to work with. And I feel like if it was anyone else, they could have been like, I don't want to, I don't know what you're going to do with my character. I don't trust you. But she was down to work. She saw where I was going with this. So she was down to put this together. And she basically motivated me to to finish this. When she helped me start the, the, the magazine, everything started flowing. <laughs> and whenever like I feel like it's not coming together, I just like look at the cover and be like, Eden, just right there like you already started it i need to finish it definitely a highlight that one well martin thank you for being on pardon the lariat and telling the creation story of paul smithson's fan official thanks for having me thanks i really appreciate this platform a lot this concludes another session of pardon the lariat pardon the lariat hosted and produced by ryan grapon be sure to follow on apple Podcasts, spotify or the podcast app of your choice And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Those things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening.